Episode 36. Welcome to the future. Introducing Vincent Jones on the BTS Creative Academy podcast, Uncut. Thank you for thank you for inviting me to your 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 amazing home. Um, your home, your workplace. <laughs> home, workspace. How do we how do we refer to this? Is it is it My studio? Your studio yeah. space. Yeah. So how how are things at the moment? What's uh, what are you working on at the moment? Anything in particular? Right in front of you. Right in front of me. And what what are we looking at? It's a little bit. I put polyurethane, high gloss polyurethane on top. Okay. And um, it uh, makes the colors sort of blend together. Mm-hmm. And this is for a client who will be receiving it in a couple of days. So it's sort of drying right now. Okay. So you make work to order, do you? You commission work? I don't. Uh, be, people ask me and mm-hmm. I'll do something. I don't do much advertising. It's sort of word of mouth. Okay. So tell me, for, for anyone that's watching or listening to this, it's just come into this they don't know you mm-hmm. what is it that you would say you specialize in within your artistry when i started it was just doing the art as it is just making art for the fun of making art mm. uh, now i do it because of people like you okay and when you say people like me what are you re- referring to there uh, those who might be referred we we've know the word akashic mm-hmm. um collective consciousness of humanity per se mm-hmm. and that uh, especially in this time and age with all the craziness that's going on it's, like, it's insane what's happening in the world and that uh, people who have this awareness this knowledge are very very important for the foundation of leaving a foundation if, uh, and being an example for others to follow in mm-hmm. your pursuit so what you're doing at your podcast and mm-hmm. others I've met along the way, that's what I do with my art. It offers me an opportunity to make uh, make some sense of what I feel mm-hmm. and I've experienced and then seeing others who have more uh, more of a capacity, such as yourself, to do things. It's like, wow, that's pretty cool. This is quite a, quite a profound meaning in life to, to have something like that, uh, to have that kind of vision and that, that direction with, with what you're doing where did that kind of start for you if we go back to the to beginning days for you with this this Actually, artwork it never really started it started and i didn't even know in fact when i met my uh, my prior partner she and her sister were working on a magazine called spirit magazine mm-hmm. it's, it's out of business now and uh i was set up in uh, cyberdog and they wrote a message saying something about uh you know things and I sort of dismissed it. I really didn't, you know, I just did my work. Just another person. I had thousands and thousands of people leaving comments of what they thought about the work. Mm-hmm. And I'd have the, the, the opening statement on the, the sheet would say, are we alone in the universe? And then people would put their ideas and comments and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And this is when I had designed the first uh, CyberDog setup. All right, okay. But over the years, uh, in fact, she gave me this book. Okay, Guide for the Advanced Soul. Yeah, and yes. I've, I've read through it and mm-hmm. marked pieces here and there, but I never really, it never really meant, it meant something, but it didn't sink home. And then on occasions, people would ask me, where do you get your ideas from? Mm. And I would usually would say, it's cosmic downloading. I did a, when uh, Sasha Barrett coined uh, in a Borat. Yes, yeah. When he first started, he had a show, TV show called Face to Face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I sent you a link on that. You did. I have, see, I have oh, a, yeah, you've I have seen it. Oh, you've seen it. Well, during the, uh, when we were setting up in the studio, mm-hmm. he asked, well, where do you get your ideas from? And I thought, hmm, I really don't know. They just sort of float in. 
Cosmic Downloading, I called it. Mm. And that's how I got my email address, CDL Arts, Cosmic Downloading Arts. And I went on for years and years uh, doing workshops for kids, and I'd ask them. Uh, you may have seen the video link for the, the, the workshop at Wembley High School. Yeah. And I asked the young, young adults, where do you get your ideas from? Then I asked them to imagine something they'd never seen before. And said, if you've never seen purple, green, a monster, or an eye, if I asked you to think of a green-eyed purple monster, and you've never seen it before, but sometimes it happens, you, 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 it's there. Mm. Okay, flash forward many years, years later, which would be about, about a year ago, I became aware of the Akashic Record. I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And then I started reading about uh, Einstein and how he would tune into his zone, mm-hmm. or that uh, Tesla would have similar experience. And then it started clicking, and I started reading about the ancient um, Sanskrit uh, teachings and that energy all around the world exists. And I'd known for a long time, because I invent things, etc. And uh, when Henry, Henry Ford invented the Model T Ford, um, he was not exactly the first. He was the first to be recognized. But within a week or so, a guy in France had picked up the same concept. Mm. But I guess Ford was the first one to get it to market. Yes. So yeah, I've, I've heard a very interesting similar story with um, Prince. Mm-hmm. Prince would wake up in the middle of the night with an idea for a song, yeah. and he would phone his manager up and say, I need to get to the studio now, yeah. because if I don't, someone else will. Yeah. I've got this song, exactly. I've got this idea, I need to do this now. And they say, it's, it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., can we leave it till tomorrow? No, if I don't do it, Michael Jackson will be there in, yeah, the, rec- yeah. in the studio Long recording. before he got f- mm. really famous, I was in Minneapolis doing an art show, mm-hmm. and I happened to meet uh, uh, his manager in the airport. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing this, and she mentioned the same thing. Same story. Yeah, and I thought, mm-hmm. okay. But it really didn't register. It didn't click. Mm. But now uh, you can go online and see that many uh, so-called scientists and universities are studying the concept of this collective consciousness mm-hmm. or um, the uh, the Akashic record. In other words, energy all around the universe is there, and some of us can tune into it. And uh, as we tune in, we can use it either for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Some people tune into it, and they feel that, oh, you know, I'm... I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, uh, you know, I'm the holy one, therefore you have to do A, B, or C according to what I visionary see. But mm-hmm. actually, everybody has capacity to do it at various levels. Mm-hmm. How do you, do you think that we do find a way to tune into it? Do we do we have an option to, to tune into this creative wavelength that's out there? Well, if you are cognizant of it, if you are aware of it, then you can, you know, you can study and learn and tune in. Mm-hmm. Many people who tune in do so not even knowing that they've done it. Mm-hmm. that they are doing it yeah except exactly with your own uh, life experiences which you have gone through which you yes. share with people of whom you speak you know interact with mm-hmm. and it, it it's sort of like a uh, are, are you familiar with the term collective consciousness where it came from the original concept no no at all. Uh, as I understand it many many years ago there were some scientists studying a group of monkeys in Japan and a similar group of monkeys were in Africa but they were so far apart geologi- uh, geologically they, yet they were similar in their behavior, so they're trying to study. Well, the ones in Japan were lived near the, uh, the ocean, and they had fruit trees, and the fruit would fall to the ground, and they wouldn't eat it if it was full of sand. They just sort of leave it there. Then as the water came up f- from the uh, tidal waves, they'd pick it up and eat it. On one occasion, what's known now as the alpha monkey, wa- uh, uh, some fruit fell into the uh, uh, puddle of water. She looked at it, and for some reason, spontaneously picked it up and started eating. And the others started mimicking. 
Well, ironically, after about 100 to 150 of these um, animals start doing the same behavior, it mimicked itself in, in the, the study that was taking place in, uh, in Africa. Wow. So the other side of the world. Yeah. And so now they've done, it's, it, this is many years ago, mm-hmm. experiments have been done even with a Petri dish full of uh, amoeba. You can train them with a, a line with an electrical cord on it, have a green side and, a, a, uh, say, a red side, and have one with nutrients, and they would migrate towards the nutrients. But if, and if you put a shock on it, they'd move away. Mm-hmm. So if you do enough of them, then the same sec- controlled experiment, either sitting next to you in the lab or a thousand miles away, the amoeba somehow respond the same way to the different colors of the shock of f- feeding habit. Yeah. And this happens with humanity. Mm-hmm. And I've heard about this, so that's on like a global level, mm-hmm. but I've heard about this in smaller groups as well. Yeah. Um, dancers um, mm-hmm. talk a lot about like a, an instinctual knowing in a small group. Mm-hmm. And knowing without um, knowing. Yeah, knowing without it, knowing. It, a, more, a, a very dangerous way that, it's, mm-hmm. that it appears is when you see the old cowboy movies mm-hmm. and the guy gets arrested and the townsmen come out, hang him, hang him, hang him. And the next thing you know, they're all yelling, hang him. They take him and you know, give him a, a longer neck. Yes. Uh, so it, this this sort of group consciousness sort of filters in, mm-hmm. and sometimes it can control us rather we controlling it for yeah. good or for bad. Yeah, and I think there's something. This reminds me about uh, vibrations as well. Mm-hmm. There's something in the vibration that um, you've heard about the the scientific stuff that's been done on on whether you, if you talk to a plant in a healthy and positive way, the plant grows okay. healthy yeah. and positive. Dr. And Thelma Moss, who's yeah. past blesser but she's at the University of California many, many years ago, mm-hmm. took a philodendron, and uh, she hooked up a, a GSR, galvanic skin response device. It measures the, elect- the amount of electricity that flies from point A to point B. They use them in lie detectors. Where mm-hmm. they, one of the things they use, they put it on, on your skin, and then if you sweat, then the electricity will flow from one point to the other faster, and then the needle registers accordingly. The same thing happens with plants, and she was curious, would that happen with plants? Mm-hmm. So exactly what you're saying, she had a controlled experiment where she had a plant that was set up with this machine, and it, that the needle would just sort of fluctuate like that, have someone come in, speak kindly to it, give it food, say, oh, what a nice plant you are, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then the needle would really start, oh, really, you can see the, the fluctuation difference. Yeah. And then, that, and then also that works the same with negativity as well. Yeah, then they had uh, another guy come in, open the door, come up to the plant, you're a terrible plant, you look, your colors are green, oh, that's a terrible color, you should be blue, you know, and then pick a leaf, and the, the needle will go, like, going crazy. So it, it, they did this repeat, oops, sorry, repeatedly, and then what happened, the guy, the not-so-nice guy would open the door, not even near the plant, then the, as soon as you open the door, the plant would go, before you got anywhere near it. Yeah. So how do we take that 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 this scientific knowledge there? Mm-hmm. How do we take that scientific knowledge and apply that to our, our lives? Well, that's that's subjective, isn't it? How long's a piece of string? Mm-hmm. How high is up? I guess it's, the answer is how high is up until you start coming back down. How long uh, is I, a piece I, of string? I guess what I'm getting to is how we know we know these things as, as fact now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, what I'm saying is, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that that's indi- that's an individual thing. We all mm-hmm. have the capacity to use it, to tap into it, to ignore it, or it's there. We don't even know that it's happening, yet it, ex- it expresses itself. Mm-hmm. And again, it could be for the good or for the not so good. Yes, yeah. And you choose personally to use a lot of this you feel like you're picking up on this creative wavelength to to create art? Well, I'm only 
I, I've just I said I, I, when my uh, my son's mom, you know, she is extremely good artist, a Royal Academy artist, mm-hmm. and uh, she has this insight, and she she's aware of these things, mm-hmm. and I know of them, but I wasn't really aware. So long before, before I actually met her, she and her sister left a note as I said, saying that, that you know things. But I didn't know at the time that there were things to be known. Mm-hmm. It's only recently that I've said, wow, hmm, now I understand what's happening. And then I, what I see is uh, she had sent me a couple of years ago to see a guy who, who was an artist. I forget his uh, name, terrible, terrible for remembering names. And oh, Oscar, his name. And he did artwork similar to mine. I'd never heard of him. She saw it, asked, asked me to go down to take, hey, check this out. This guy does stuff similar to yours. I went down, I saw it, I got, wow, this stuff is very good. It's better than anything I've done. And so I started asking him about the work. I said, well, where do you get your ideas from? That's before I'd heard of the Arcadia Circuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to go to this place called Cyberdog, and uh, I never met the artist, but uh, I saw his work, and it sort of inspired me to, become, to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you're doing a hell of a lot better than he's ever done. So he said, "Well, how do you know that? Because I'm the artist." <laughs> mm. And and that was funny when I was put in contact with you uh, for a, for a friend of a friend that um, that mentioned that that you'd done a lot of the artwork at Cyberdog. That yeah, is your I, I, that is your yeah, artwork. Yeah, I mean, I created yeah. I created the original work. I didn't own Cyberdog. No, no, but, but cre- the artwork, the the, the art installations, mm-hmm. the new one that's there. That was designed by another company, but the first original Cyberdog mm-hmm. I did. They have some of my old pieces in the new one that's there now. Right. But the original was like walking in. It, it was unique. Mm-hmm. In fact, people were telling me, oh, yo, yo, what are you doing? You're <laughs> wasting your time. This company's going to go out of business if they follow, you know, let you do all of this. Okay. They're an interna- <laughs> yeah. They're internationally known company now. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, uh, uh, many, many times since then, uh, even a, uh, a friend uh, uh, has a company called sci-fi london okay and i went to one of the events he had i don't know if you heard about it or not but it's mm-hmm. a science fiction film festival that takes place uh, biannually and one of the actors in a film that they were producing had uh, was there and, and you know he i was introduced to him and i said to him again before i knew about this well how did you what what makes you interested in science fiction well why why don't you do other type of artwork uh, mm-hmm. as, as an actor i just love science fiction i happen to be you know when i was a teenager i used to go to this place called cyberdog i thought oh no here we go <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i said to him well the guy corrupted you and his mother happened to be next to him said, yeah i couldn't keep him out of that place he says just she just had to go there I said, oops, sorry about that. And she gave me a slap on the shoulder. I said, and you is, corrupted my son. <laughs> is, isn't that interesting how you how you said when you was part of the doing the design work for Cyberdog, there were people outside influences trying to say to you, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. But there was something, I want to say, instinctual telling you to continue doing doing it. No, I just didn't listen. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, at, you know, that's an emotive word, is mm-hmm. instinctive. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you could call it that, but it's just like, okay, you have your opinion, then God bless you, I'll do my thing. Yeah, but it shows how important it was to do your thing, is what I'm trying to get at, because it's inspired someone else. Retrospectively, mm-hmm. I can say that at the time I was doing it, yes. it wasn't important to, I was, had no thought about inspiring no. anybody. I was mm. just doing because it was something, was, it was a part of me. It was, it was, I just had to do it. Mm-hmm. Like an uh, almost like an obsession, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd see a piece of junk and look at it, and it tell me, that, okay, you have to be something. Yeah, of course we. Do, yeah, we don't know that any work that we produce or put together, what what that's gonna, what effect that's gonna have at all. But how does that feel when you know it has inspired someone? 
I, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, that's that's interesting, that's nice. But over the couple, at least this, it's been about a year, year and a half that I became aware of the Akashic Record, pardon my hiccup, mm -hmm. Akashic Record. And now, uh, given my, uh, my cell, I'm you know well past my cell by date at my age, I look at you younger people and think, <laughs> yeah. And then I look at this guy, Oscar, who was doing this work, uh, and uh, uh, a scientist uh, also I, I met on a tube station. Mm -hmm. We were riding, and he said, uh, I heard his accent. I like knowing where people are from. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a cool accent. Where you're from? Oh, I'm from Australia. Oh, how long you been here? Oh, I'm here, and I'm. What do you do? Well, I'm a scientist. Oh, wow. What got you involved with science? And they said, Oh, you know, when I was a teenager, came here from Australia. I used to go to this place called Cyberdog. <laughs> wow. And I thought, Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that the inspiration is important now, in in in, in retrospectively looking at it, mm -hmm. and that's why. I find it quite uh, accelerating meeting people such as yourself and then being able to share with you as a, an encouragement that you may not recognize it, maybe you do, but this passing it forward is so very, very important mm -hmm. and that the things that uh, have been predicted uh, with regard to um, old Sanskrit writings. Have you seen the movie Hop uh, Oppenheimer? I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, you must. Mm -hmm. it, it's a dredge looking through it it's a long movie, mm -hmm. but it's very well done. And uh, he, his, his whole ethos was about the Eastern culture. And then uh, I think at the end of the movie, he said something about, I've become this death or destroyer of man or something like mm -hmm. that. Famous saying, well, that's out of the old Sanskrit writings. Yes, yeah. And a lot of the things that he got, he, used, he forced himself to learn. Well, he learned many languages, so he, had, he was gifted. Mm -hmm. But he learned Sanskrit, and he was, did interpretations. And he used to... The, from what he was reading out of the Sanskrit uh, text, gave him the in, the incentive to do what he did as a scientist. And uh, I think MIT took one of the writings that uh, he had translated, and it was about making a flying machine. Mm -hmm. So they took it, they followed the instructions as written, the ancient script, thousands of years old, and they put it into a, uh, uh, a 3D printer, then put it in a wind tunnel. Guess what? It flies. Works. Yeah. And this is thousands and thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. So the concept of the atom bomb as such, nuclear energy, he got f directly from the, 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 the story of the gods who had a battle and they fought out and they had big explosions here on Earth, etc. And that's where he got the incentive. They didn't, they mentioned a little bit about it in the movie, but if you actually read his history, Mm -hmm. his biography and, uh, and go deeper and, into deep it into it's like whoa that's mm -hmm. pretty interesting and he also knew that if he didn't do this he knew that someone else would that I don't know mm. that he, he felt that the time was the I've time not, was I, right I, I, I've not heard that mm -hmm. uh, that might be so but I've not heard that part of it I do what I do know of him that he actually was encouraged by what he read mm -hmm. and he was perfooed he was said oh the scientist what are you doing you're wasting your time Come on, you know, science is science. This is not science. Mm -hmm. He proved them wrong. Yes, yeah. And he's not the only one. I mean, let's say Einstein spoke of the same thing. Uh, Tesla, Newton, many of the you know good inventors, mm -hmm. backyard inventors, educated ones, erudites, plebeians, you know, pedestrian people. It's something that we all can tap into and in how we use it. You're perhaps using it with your skills. Yes, I yeah. know that with... Uh, 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 I, I'm allowing you to to pierce me <laughs> mentally and I say this <laughs> so that uh, you know that I know that I'm not bullshitting you Yes, yeah. because if you know that you're doing it and I know that you're doing it and tell you and allow you to do it purposely when I look away is to give you the opportunity to 
What, what do you mean? What do you What do you mean by that? What do you tuning in? Mm-hmm. Like when we're, you you have a particular gift of being able to do this, mm-hmm. and uh, you uh, being aware. If I were to reciprocate, then yes. it might hold you back a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to give you and an the opportunity by telling to you now. If you weren't doing it, you thought no. But the fact that you're smiling, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. You were doing it. I know you. Yeah. Were. <laughs> yeah and is. this is this is something that is important to encourage, so that when you meet people mm-hmm. who have similar uh, gifts that each of us having different gifts can tune into this and use it and the more of us who do this and have this collective consciousness mm-hmm. be a lot better world yeah i believe actually that we're we're all we're all born with a gift something that oh. we can do mm-hmm. uh we don't necessarily know what that is mm-hmm. and i and i think it's quite hard to to find it to find what that is and i'm not necessarily saying that i'm using my gift right now i'm not even too sure of that myself but I know I'm on the right kind of path. Your coll- your consciousness, your collective consciousness, your, your mm-hmm. awareness. Yes, my awareness uh, is open to that. That that is the gift. Mm-hmm. And then having that, and then using it in the way which you are doing exactly right now. Mm-hmm. That every it's not only the words I'm saying, but it's the the energy of my my body language, my expressions that you're picking up on. Mm. And it's uh, it's good to know. Yeah. It also could be you. I'm sure you found that. Uh, on occasions, m- perhaps more than once, this could be a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people are aware that you are doing this, they may not know what it is, but you become an enemy or okay. you can become a good friend, depending mm-hmm. on how the people receive it. Yes, yeah. And so you find that, uh, I found myself that I'll, I prefer to let people see what they want to see, mm-hmm. though I'm watching, I'm aware. Yes, yeah. And that way there's less, less likelihood of there being any misunderstandings or that the sky's a threat. Mm-hmm. Especially in the work environment. Yeah, I think in I think there's some been in already. Th- so this is a fairly new thing for me this year. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this, um, and I have found some professionals very wary of sitting down and having a conversation mm-hmm. with me. Very, um, I've reached out to a few professional actors. Um, yeah, very. They've they've probably been burnt mm-hmm. in this kind of situation in the yeah. past. Um, had people taken advantage of them, mm-hmm. of that uh, that opportunity. I want to give people the opportunity to tell their story. And other people like me doing a similar thing may have said that to someone, but then twisted their story. Whereas I want to keep your story as authentic and as true as possible. Um, I know that, yeah, I know other people doing this might mm-hmm. not have that intent. A lot of people's intent might be attention. Um, and that's not necessarily what I'm trying to to achieve by do by doing this. No, I keep uh, uh, that you mentioned. I keep a very low profile. Mm-hmm. When um, I would, uh, on occasion, people have like I had, was invited to do an exhibit at the Tate Modern, a co exhibit, and uh, with my son, he was ten at the time, for the tenth anniversary of the Tate, and set up an everything. And this guy, very well intended, professional guy, came up and said to me. You should be ashamed of yourself copying that guy that does the work at a cyber dog. I thought, I thought he was joking, because I, I keep a low profile. People know my work, but they don't know me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay. And then he went on to his son and wife were there, and they went on to say that I should be more professional and mm-hmm. not mimic other people and such and such. And I said to him, well, you know, I'm sorry, but when I grow up, I'll perhaps learn my own art style. Then, then he went off. He's, then he said, well, you should. Mm. And then he, he went off. <laughs> and my son, Josh, he said, uh, Dad, why didn't you tell him that you're the artist? I said, why should I embarrass him in front of his family? Yes, yeah. So 
sometimes people with good intentions or like mm -hmm. you're saying they'll they'll pick up on something and they'll not quite know what they're picking up on and it'll be, could be a positive or not so good thing for them mm -hmm. yeah i'm very much a, a believer also that there is because like you were saying as well picking up on these these wavelengths and yeah. this community thing i also believe there is an element of of yin and yang Mm -hmm. to everything that there is a dark and a light side yeah, to yeah, things that's so what they, saying it be used for good or so it can good. be used for good or for, for bad and mm -hmm. it's where do, where do you sit within that with what you're trying to to create and sometimes maybe you don't, maybe you can sit on the line sometimes maybe you don't need to be all good and there can be a bit of dark in in the work that you create or a bit of light uh, in the i i don't particularly prescribe to, i'm black and white when it comes to that yes mm -hmm. or no um you know yang yeah and it's not for me it's you are or you aren't using it for good mm -hmm. or not yes yeah so when when you create you're creating this this work at the moment let's get a bit onto the the artwork itself now how do you decide where to start I don't. so you, you, we've had a little bit of a tour around your your workshop yeah that's and funny. seen all these different parts yeah that's where what, what, where does the inspiration come from? Uh, many years ago, I was doing a science fiction. I used to be invited to do the science fiction conventions, and as artists are invited to show their works, and that's a particular one in uh, uh, it's up towards uh, Naperville, in Chicago, just north of Chicago, and John Delancey was one of the invited guests as an actor. Uh, he plays a part of Q on Star mm -hmm. Trek, right. and at the end, we were both waiting for our checks for appearance checks and whatnot, and we're down in the, the green room. And he was asking me, where do you get your ideas from? The same question you ask. And I said, he said, do you plan it? I said, plan it? I said, my God, you know, no, I, I don't. It just sort of happens. Mm -hmm. And then he says, what do you mean? And he was leading me on. And um, I said, well, I'm I, I, not too good at planning, but I'm good at seeing. I, f I sort of imagine things. And he says, uh, it sounds like you might have dyslexia. I said, what the heck's that? No idea what that was. Yeah. Little did I know. Okay, he led me to this book, and then mm -hmm. he told me his life story, that he's, you can look this up, he's extremely dyslexic. So am I. So am I. Oh, extremely yeah. dyslexic. Mm -hmm. And then, he then I said to him, well, you know, I I'm very good at writing. Mm -hmm. I'm at, at p patting myself on the back. I'm an exceptionally good writer. I can mm -hmm. write too long or too short, but I'm good at what I do. Other than that, you know, I struggle sometimes to read. I just, my mind just doesn't comprehend. Yet, I have inventions that are in outer space when I work for satellite uh, business systems. Mm -hmm. So, uh, other projects I did with government groups, I can see things and invent things, but to sit and plan it, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. And so uh, I'm very, very interested in the way you d describe that as well as being a dyslexic and the way that your brain works differently in that way. Because that's, I'm a, an actor and a director as well. And... I very much yeah it's one of the worst things in the world to get a script and have to read it because you should, you should I can't that's what John said you should read you google his uh, mm. background you find it interesting yeah. since it's the same business you're in yeah and uh, he said to me that it's a gift I said what do you mean a gift he said I said I've already, I don't know why I just felt comfortable talking to him it was just he and I in the room mm -hmm. and um, I uh, I said well it can be embarrassing sometimes you know, especially as a kid growing up and he said no you don't be embarrassed and he said did you know that uh, Henry Winkler um, uh, yes. uh, Einstein uh, he went on and listed a bunch of other people who are known dyslexics mm -hmm. I thought oh I didn't know that and then he says it's not 
a, a disadvantage. It's an advantage that other people don't have. Yes. And he said that he, he gave one example that architects are often preferred to be dyslexic because if you think about it, if you have to literally look at something one at a t one one building block at a time, mm -hmm. it's okay. It's good. That's the standard way. But dyslexics, for some reason, have an ability to look at the whole thing, to see the water, the plumbing, the, the structures, all visionary and see how they interact. Mm. And that's a gift. I said, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so from that, he gave me that s s slow building of encouragement to understand. And then I had the uh, occasion to, that's a, a company in Israel that works with dyslexic kids. Mm -hmm. They work with Arabs, uh, Jews, Christians, Muslims, anyone. And... They show how the kids can be, it's a creativity for everyone. And f from that experience, it was like any opportunity that I have to do a show, it's amazing. I just had a workshop a couple of weeks ago for a group of kids and uh, set everything up. And all I had was one piece right in the middle. And that's it and junk all around the table. You may have seen the workshops of that essential. Mm -hmm. Then you step aside. All you need to do is tell the kid or, or adult, be careful with the hot glue gun that you don't get the glow on your finger because it's hot. We use miniature hot glue guns for the kids because it's not as uh, intense, the heat. Step aside. And on one project, uh, again, before I met John, um, though I'm not a friend, I just know I'm speaking to him as yes. if he were a friend because mm -hmm. he was so meaningful what he, how he helped me without knowing that he was helping me mm -hmm. for my life, life experiences. But I did this workshop, and it was for uh, the Chicago, Illinois uh, dis uh, disability uh, charity for kids set everything up. One kid was brought in. He was very, like, just frozen. They set him, whoops, his handler set him in front of the table. He looked at the piece that was moving and blinking. He mm -hmm. saw everything. He watched what, what everyone's doing. And as magic, he just opened up and started building stuff. And the stuff that he built was like, what in the world? It's amazing. Completely. It's just, I said, <laughs> it was amazing what he did. And then as soon as they took the glue gun away from him, he went back. Now from that, He's, they gave him a, a, an experience that he's used ever since then. Mm -hmm. But at the time it happened, I didn't fully understand what was happening. And it's one of those things that uh, you, you have learned. You may have heard with some kids who are autistic, they get put in a swimming pool with dolphins. And for some reasons, they start interacting or they get on a horse mm -hmm. and something opens them up. And the same thing can happen with, uh, with my art. So again, without me doing anything, so I just put the junk on the table, give the safety lecture, step back and say, have at it. Yeah. And the stuff that the kids come up with is, whoa, amazing. I, th I think you, you talk about kids there. Kids are, are still quite good at doing that, but adults tend not to be so good. They say they aren't, but I've, uh, I can mm. show you on the screen later. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do workshops for, for companies uh, who want to give their, their employees, executives, a bonding session. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to do something different. They do the workshop. I said, you guys are going to be creative. Oh, no, no, I'm only creative doing this or that. Uh, okay. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Then I kind of set think them up, that and then the stuff that comes out, and they go, my God, I didn't know I could do that. I said, I did. <laughs> I feel like create, like as, as we get older, the creativeness has kind of been, it gets it worked out it of is. us. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a playfulness yep. that we get told to kind of stop doing yep, and exactly. concent, concentrate on the, you know, we've got all these exams to do at school. Mm -hmm concentrate on the factual <coughs> stuff and the, mm -hmm. and the work whereas well, it's remember, so it's like once you learn how to ride a bicycle mm -hmm. you may not ride it for 10 20 years you little rusty board once you get on it you, you know you can still stay up you never forget so we mm -hmm. just need to find a way as an adult to be reminded of 
of that, that we can still ride the bike, yeah. that we can still play, that we can still be imaginative. Well, that's what Einstein's quote is saying, uh, paraphrase, imagination is more important than knowledge. Because mm-hmm. you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't know how to apply it, hmm, what good is it? And you need that, yeah, you need that imagination mm-hmm. to, I guess, look for, for ways forward. Don't we? And that's the interesting thing about the Akashic Record, that um, once it can happen spontaneously mm-hmm. or it can happen through direct learning. Hey, what is that? Then you learn about it, then you're doing all these people, these uh, uh, classes that they get involved with, which can be good, but a lot of times they start out, for me, my personal experience, not, I've not never taken any, but what I know of them, they start out well, but then they start taking money, and then the money becomes more important than the lesson. So tell me a bit more about these these classes, these lessons. Like you can, if you want to learn, uh, you can learn classes like uh, on forward viewing. People are teaching forward viewing. Forward viewing, okay. Uh, or remote viewing. Mm-hmm. I did what's called forward viewing for them. But um, the difference in remote viewing is uh, from Stargate projects mm-hmm. uh, with the military. The, were you able to look and see some place at a distance and come up with an answer or see something happening? Mm-hmm. Forward viewing is looking at a particular say technology and seeing how to do something with it how to increase how to fix how to make better how to make it more efficient mm-hmm. and so in either case once you know of that that's possible then you can tune yourself and there have there are classes now since uh, you can take these uh, stargate classes since it's been declassified mm-hmm. and learn pay to learn how to do this but for me personally i encourage people that who need to pay fine great that's okay but if you don't need to pay, then it's like using a bicycle. It's better if you learn to bicycle without the training wheels. Because mm-hmm. with the training wheels, yes, you can roll and you can do what you, you know what you do. But with, it's like people say, do you take drugs? Well, you look at my work, you would think so, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I never have. Uh, it, it's to me, I would say, well, you should do this or do that because it'll open up your mind and see. I said, well, yeah, I probably could. But. To me, it's those training wheels. If I can do that without the drugs, what the hell mm-hmm. do I want drugs for? Yeah. And that's how I encourage people. If you can do it without it, it might be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you can certainly get a lot. F- you do more. Uh, you do more acrobatics without the training wheels on a bike. Yeah. Some some people need that that key to unlock the the freedom. Yeah, of they perceive they need mm-hmm. it, but a lot of people. M- we don't actually need it. No, but mm. they maybe to get kickstarted. Yeah, I, and I, th- I feel maybe that's come from society to yes. m- forcing them to feel like that yes, they need exactly. it. exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, it's important that d- with what you're doing, people who will hear this broadcast, mm-hmm. or whom you interact in, in other situations, and I hope will be further encouraged to encourage others to pass it on. Yes. And the more people who think like that, like this collective consciousness, then that's like the Gaia thing that you know, people talk about. It's a, it becomes a global harmony. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be very powerful. Yeah. Again, for the good and for the not so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really. Re- I, f- I find this extremely, extremely interesting. Um, and I want to know more about how you how you apply that to the to the work. So, do you take any of that forward viewing? Like, so you're being very. You're, you're immediately creating something. You're not planning it. But yeah, are you well, forward viewing in the same? Yes and no. When pro- I when I work point? for Raytheon Data mm-hmm. Systems. Uh, they had me doing projects and um, I would fix things and mm-hmm. uh, got awards for it and all of that. that that was a task but I didn't really know what I was doing I just had this innate gift to be able to look at a piece of machinery 
that someone else had dev devised or invent something that would come from it and then pass it on to people who had more academic knowledge to take it and to make it, to make it become real. Uh, whereas what I do with my work here, I'm not doing that. I'm simply, uh, like when I started this, it was just uh, uh, a, an old board, some old pieces I had laying around. Mm -hmm. and I, it, was, it, it doesn't even happen to thought. It just, it just happens. All of this that you see here, yes, yeah. it's just uh, uh, it's a composite of instantaneous thought, I suppose I could say it. Mm -hmm. And it, um, I don't hear voices or anything like that yet. Maybe there's hope for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just something that silently, that the piece, uh, if I can find the piece, it's a, it's a list. Now this is used for um, a desktop. You plug it in to your USB port mm -hmm. and you can light up your keyboard. Yes, yeah. But if you think about it, remember the war, the movie War of the Worlds? Yeah, yeah, this, the alien, spa alien spaceship. You put a tripod on it yeah. and you've got the War of the Worlds. Mm -hmm. Or you take this like this and it becomes a space shuttle. Often these kind of things are used in, in movies as well, aren't they? Mm -hmm. This way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes me to, to Star Wars. There was... Um, there was a tri like a tricorder type device mm -hmm. that actually happened to be a razor, yeah. um, just painted silver. Yeah. But in the film, it clearly looks like and is mm -hmm. imagined as a as a communications device, yeah. not a razor. I did a project um, for a Sony Corporation called mm -hmm. My First Sony back uh, many many years ago, and they took forty inner city children, dis from disadvantaged homes, and Sony had the clever idea. They had seen some of my artwork. And they said, oh, hmm, okay. So they had the children's parents sign non-disclosure forms that anything these kids did creatively became property of Sony. Mm -hmm. So they had a whole, like a two-month program during the summer holidays, school breaks. And one of the kids, uh, I'll send you the link, you might find it interesting. He um, uh, had seen the movie Backdraft. Fireman goes in, he opens the door, and the the, the backdraft from the explosion from opening the door the oxygen is sucked in then he's blown down and nobody can find him and so he made this device from what's called a clicker gives my age away a long time ago remote controls were sound operated okay. you push a button and make a click and then turn the TV on or off or change the channel right, okay. okay so he had a clicker mm -hmm. and he strapped it to his arm and then he put a, a hot metal glue gun pieces on it mm -hmm. I said what is that oh that's a fire detector Oh, it's going to smoke detector. Oh, no, 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 he said. that's So when the fireman f gets actually blown over uh, in an accident, it sends out a signal, and now all the other firemen can find him. Flash forward to the Twin Towers, and all these flashing things that went off where the firemen were killed, that was his invention. Yeah. He had, you know, but that was many years before. This was also reminds me of like Star Trek and the impact that Star Trek has had, had on, on inventions, the yes. It has on yeah. in inventions, and you kind of think... Without that, what what is essentially entertainment, or without that, there would the world be where it is today? Yes, because it would have come out in other ways. In another way, mm -hmm. it did with Tesla. It did, look at mm -hmm. the stuff he came up with. Totally yeah. nuts, completely impossible. That look at Einstein, Newton. So it has it. It, it comes out. It's, I think it's a part of the. So we can't we can't stop this moving forward. Is that what you're what you're getting at? We I'm can't. not. We don't have no capacity to stop it. We just. We either receive it or we don't. It's there. Mm -hmm. so it's not a matter of stopping it, I don't think. It's just a matter of uh, tuning in or not. And all of us have the ability. And in the, any given population, there are those who will and those who don't mm -hmm. and those who refuse. So so it's not a matter of trying to stop it because in many instances, no one knows that it's there. It just happens. Yes, yeah. But now that 
again, now that uh, people are, are learning more that actually it is there, mm -hmm. it can be studied with the scientific method for proving. Uh, oops, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, so there's many opportunities for it to express itself, for people to tap into it. And that's what happens with all over the world. And that's, again, I reemphasize re mm -hmm. that what you're doing and how this reaches other people, that they might say, ah, oh, wow, maybe that's what I'm happening. Mm. Well, I didn't know that was possible. Let me do some studies and find out. And then it sort of keeps building Spirals momentum. Spirals from yeah. there. Mm -hmm. uh, I wonder as well if we're in a, I feel like, I feel like we're in a time of exponential growth mm -hmm. with technology, mm -hmm. art. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea as to, to why that is, that this time is moving at such a speed? Well, how can I say? Why? I don't know. It, it just seems like it's there. It's timely. And it's been predicted. Not to say that every prediction comes true, but mm -hmm. Edgar Cayce, um, uh, many people who have had visions of the future have said that sometime things will start happening faster and faster. Hey, the world's going to end in 2012. Well, it didn't happen. Other things do happen. Mm -hmm. But why it's happening, or it's it perhaps it's just part of the process. Maybe those you know, the watches. Have you seen the video I did called the watches? No, no, I've not seen, seen it. No. Okay, it's I took a piece of art looks like this, mm -hmm. and uh, I had seen this, uh, heard this uh, video music playing. I forget the name of the guy in Germany who made it, and as it's playing, it says it's it's metallic. When I do a video of my artwork, I have background music. So I thought, wow, that made great background music. So I made it. Didn't realize, after I had made it and posted it on air, it said, we have been watching you for generations. Mm -hmm. And I sort of shocked myself. I said, whoa, because that's what the artwork was. It had aliens on it. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like, we are the watchers. I'm thinking, should I show it to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, go on. We'll, we'll link, I'll link this. Yeah. If you send this to me, yeah, we'll link in, this into the, the, in the into the background. That's, let me... It's also very interesting, isn't it, when these kind of coincidences happen like this. Yeah, but that was really freaky. Mm. I was making the piece as if it were with aliens, because I have a little alien on it. Yeah. And the music I chose, in the background, you can hear the, hear him saying that we're watching, we've been watching you, mm -hmm. and saying that, oh, we are, you are our children. I'm thinking, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't know that was there. Yeah. So I'll show it to you. Uh, I don't want to hit your That's okay. Yeah. Let me, uh, let's see, if I go to... Here, this I have a very old computer. This is actually bits and pieces thrown together, and I can go here if I remember correctly. Is that the one? No. Uh, and I noticed there you've got a lot of archives on oh there, yeah. haven't you, around these these subjects we've been discussing today? Yeah, there's even one there for you. <laughs> Okay, what is that? Oh, here it is here. What drives you forward with this? It, I'd like to say like an expression of sharing knowledge. What drives me forward is having met people, except you know, spontaneously. Mm -hmm. It takes time to load up. Um, who uh, have used the inspiration that they got out of seeing things in Cyberdog and like this guy Oscar, He's, his work is a hundred times better than mine. And it's like, wow, that's, that's, to me, that's like really cool. And then those who become scientists, it, 
think I have that, but these are all videos that I've posted. The watches I've always been watching, here it is here. And if I do that, it should hyperlink in, hopefully. I'm gonna pause it. So when I made this piece, this is an old uh, uh, CD player. And I was trying to think if, what could I make out of it. So I thought, oh, I'll make like a space station. And like uh, aliens have come and they've landed and they're using it as a port to come and see what's happening on Earth. Mm. And that was the, the, the thought that, that I had. That was the, the yeah. yeah. That, that was basically, then I threw everything together. And then, again, when I, when I do a piece of work, I'll video it. But then I'll post it on t uh, uh, t the, the internet uh, on my YouTube channel, and I have background music. So I just came across this particular set of music, and I just liked the fact that it, was, it sounded w eerie. Mm -hmm. But little did I know later on, I think maybe a month after I posted it, I, li I, was, listening, I was showing it to somebody else and showing it to you. He said, what did that guy say? I said, what? I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> he, the guy who created the music has since contacted me saying that he gives me permission to use it in the, my work, mm -hmm. not, as long as I'm not selling it, so I don't sell it, but I use it to and I, to, sh to share your work. Because his, his gift is taking in his mind uh, a, a, a sort of acoustic sounds and make space music with it. So I'll, you'll hear it here. Two million years ago, we sped up evolution, bringing forth your earth is one, our children, and we've kept an eye on you, <laughs> and that was accidentally incorporated into this piece. This particular piece here is a. You see any plasma balls? Mm -hmm. Yes. In fact, there's one. One there. You know, I can see that within yeah, that. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah. The same thing, but it's the different shape with a little more intensity. That that's the base had been broken, so uh, being a bit of a electrical engineer, I rewired some things and made it work. And so it's like, as to this mys mysteriousness of it. Also, what happens here, and I mentioned this in that as far as. Uh, uh, you said, uh, asked if I use my forward viewing for anything. When we first had the pandemic, I did purposely use it to uh, uh, figure out ways to kill this virus. And I've sent my research to various people, and many have said, oh, stick to your art. You're okay with art, but let's, let's stay the science away. I'll send you the links on it. Um, Who's this? Who's it? That? Oh, Carl Sagan said, extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that I will send you is, uh, what's called it, a metadata time, time data, and also a, a correspondence I got back after someone saw what I was projecting could be used. They said, first they told me, no, 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 impossible, don't waste our time. Got a letter back from, my God, what you said is right, it will work. And then he's, the most ironic thing he said, uh, um, he wrote, but we'll, we'll have to get to that later. And I thought to myself, I've sh sh seen, by using my talent, 
to show how this potentially could help kill this virus in, the, in an environment. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me or anyone that you accept in, that it works, but you have to wait to make... Like, what? Wait? What are you talking about? Wait. Mm. So, what yeah. do you, what, what, what do you take from that? What it, do you take from it, that? It's human nature. That uh, On one occasion, uh, some people at the Crick uh, Institute uh, um, didn't receive what I did well at all. Later, they thought, oh, it works, because I mentioned it because of this here. What you're seeing here, this is plasma. Mm -hmm. Okay, when plasma comes out, it produces what are called negative ions. Negative ions kill any uh, virus or bacteria. 99% zap it. So if you have a room that's full of devices that uh, are projecting negative ions, you minimize the, uh, the, the particles that are floating that have the uh, virus on it or anything else. Now, uh, ironically, uh, I sent some to the, to the tubes, uh, uh, what is it, uh, what do you call it, London, tra Transport for London. Mm -hmm. No, 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 it wouldn't work. About, I don't know, six months later, you may remember on the escalators, you saw these little gadgets with a blue light shining. That was, one of my, that was my idea that they said wouldn't work. <laughs> so, so how, do you, how do you feel about that, someone taking your Oh, no, 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 they didn't take it. I, I, that type of thing, I've never, I, I just give it away. I said, mm -hmm. if it works, it works. I don't want to know. If you make a million pounds, I don't want to know. If you lose one pound, I don't want to know. <laughs> Here it is. Do yeah. whatever you can with it. Because I guess <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing in ideas, isn't there, that, that we've talked about collective consciousness. Mm -hmm that maybe these ideas don't belong to us in the first place? You could interpret it that way. Uh, we belong to us. We ourselves belong to ourselves, and so we tap into it. We're like radio receivers. Mm -hmm. So if you say we don't own it, we use it. <coughs> Pardon me. We use it for good or not. Yeah. So listen, I'll, I'll send you several other ideas that mm -hmm. I had sent. Um, of course, and we'll share that along with the with the podcast and all the information below. We'll, yeah, we'll share but, uh, all the links. So. This is something that uh, uh, even to, uh, I sent out one thing. You know, MTV headquarters right right here. Yes. Yeah. If you stand right, my, our neighbors next door, they have a wall full of plants. Well, plants produce naturally produce negative ions. So I suggested, okay, after finding that out, why don't you tell the city to put plants on every wall everywhere, inside your home, etc. As many as you can, mm -hmm. and produce negative ions that kill the virus, 90.99%. If you have asthma, now what it does with a plant, uh, a plant uh, sends out these negative ions, and what happens is uh, a plant cannot eat what's in the air, but it can make what's in the air fall to the ground, and then it gets incorporated into the root system. That's why the plants send out the negative ions, so that if there's particles around it that might have nutrients, it's zapped, and then it becomes heavier and falls to the ground. The process of it being close to the plant also kills the virus. Then the virus becomes whatever on that in, in there becomes part of the food chain for the plant. Right. So imagine your house just. In fact, it's known that people who have asthma are recommended to have plants in the room because it helps reduce the particulates that are in the air. Coincidentally, it also, unknown to a lot of people, it actually helps kill the virus. This, this waterfall, this negative water, I mean mm -hmm. negative water, water falling down in a waterfall produces negative ions. So uh, where did you start to, to learn about that? Are you saying that this was sort of what you kind of, you've kind of come to this conclusion yourself, or where do you, where do no, you find this uh, out? No, knowing, knowing that these things produce plasma, mm -hmm. and that you can feel, I, was, I thought to myself, I wonder, 
could the plasma be used to to zap the 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 you know the, the virus? Now I didn't know at the time. I came to find out later that there are companies that make things for people who have devices who have plasma that produce. It's a little black box, and it sends out negative ions. Mm -hmm. Little did I know. I came to find out later um, that uh, the the water treatment systems use negative ions for treating our water. They also use um, ultraviolet UV rays, UVC rays. So again, the, the it's out there in the universe to be picked up on, mm -hmm. and some and other people are channeling that. Yeah, that yeah. In fact, I, I, I tried to ideas. share this idea with my diabetic nurse, mm -hmm. a doctor, uh, many years ago when this first started the virus. Oh, Vince, again, you you come up with these ideas. My goodness, stick to your art. I'm a doctor. I would know about this. I've never heard of it. I said, Doc, I did some research. Do me a favor. Go in to check what's happening on in the, the, the blood uh, department, with the hematology department at the University of London Hospital. She looked up and she said, oh my fuck. I said, Doc, you're using bad language. I didn't know. They're using it. She, she didn't know that it's actually being used in mm -hmm. the hospital. Ultraviolet light to kill the virus. That, that's a good question for you then. So how do you feel about highly educated people tend to... Uh, anything that's new, mm -hmm. they tend to, to not want to, to know mm -hmm. or they tend to push the ideas to one to side. Why, why do you feel that that is? Human nature, I think. It's where, from my point of view, I didn't think of it. So, in fact, in England has a good uh, history of that. Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the guy that invented the quality round table. He was totally, th th he, he had the idea that per people working in, in a manufacturing plant, an Englishman, and you could take ideas from the janitor, the, the secretary, the, the, the delivery guy, and ask them, hey, how could you make this better? The English people that he was working with said, no, you're crazy. And they ran him out of England, you know, emotionally and, and, and professionally. He mm -hmm. went to Japan. J Japanese took on to it, and he's become a national hero there because they use what's called a quality roundtable, where people once a month get around the roundtable from the company, and they say, you're the janitor. Have you seen anything that this, this machine could do better? Mm -hmm. And he oh, well, what about this? They've gone to where it takes, what is it? I think it's from uh, idea to production, it takes about a year to two years in the West. The Japanese can do it in six months. Why? Because they use the quality roundtable concept that, okay, you may have thought of the idea, but maybe you can think of how to make it better, faster, more efficient. Mm -hmm. And they put it together, and they produce a car or a radio or whatever, or electronic device, faster than what we do in the West. Someone recently, so where my work in theatre, someone recently shared with me this idea of building a community. Mm -hmm. um, and a, a really nice way of doing that is to bring people together in a circle. And that's what this guy did. Yeah. 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 And, 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 yeah. I and I tried that with this, with this show that I did. I had a big, big cast of 40, 50 people. And they, you know, when you, in ways that I've done it before, I'd have just everyone kind of on a stage all spread out, mm -hmm. all individually doing their thing. But I'd bring them together in a circle. And the community built in such a strong way. Mm -hmm. And I believe because of that circle. Yeah. Because of that, absolutely. Because of that connection that everybody had once they were in that, yep. that, that, that that kind of loop. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and again, like uh, the connect, the collective consciousness mm -hmm. was was strength strengthened yep. by the circle. 
rather than us all being individual. And what those people in that circle do, they have mm -hmm. this energy, and again, it becomes like a radio broadcast. It zooms out all over the universe, mm -hmm. and someone in Germany, Japan, China will pick up on it. Yeah. The collective consciousness again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's def definitely something within that, and it, um, and and those relationships, I feel, became stronger because mm -hmm. of it as individuals, mm -hmm. as, as people. It, it, it can be very dangerous, too, because... Um, for this point of view, in Egypt, they found that uh, I think it was a was it a German or a Swiss researcher who was using a particular type of machine to look uh, inside the pyramids. Mm -hmm. Then he took it to the Sphinx and found that there were hidden chambers underneath the Sphinx. At first, the Egyptian government said, "Oh wow, okay, fa you know, found out, do more to find out about it." Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they closed it. Why? Because they discovered that there are hidden chambers there that has come out now since then contain the history of humanity that had not been destroyed. See, the, the uh, uh, um, Library of Alexandria destroyed. But this particular archive has stuff in it that would blow scientists away. Our whole th theologies would be turned upside down from what they found. The same thing with the Catholic Church. It has a history of taking everything that's in the Vatican Library, keeping it secret. What happens, uh, was it two years ago, they were dig digging an extension to the library in, in the Vatican, and they digged out the basement to make this other area, and they found some skeletons. And, oh, somebody got buried there. Well, they found the skeletons with normal human skull and others with the elongated head, the alleged watchers, like as in uh, the prehistoric uh, mm -hmm. uh, aliens that had visited us. At first, it, it, it was made in the press. Then all of a sudden, they, they clamped down on it. They wouldn't let anything happen, no not more knowledge about it. But one thing got out, that it matched the same skulls that found in uh, uh, South America, where they had the elongated head. Mm -hmm. The thing is, oh, it's just what they did. They had skull binding where they would bind a child's head and make the skull grow that way. Yeah, that happens. But guess what? We as humans have a particular skull, uh, uh, a divide in the head that seals together. I forget what they call it. And uh, these don't. And it doesn't go away with age. It's still there. It, it fuses together. Mm -hmm. But these were completely smooth, did not have it. And they did the DNA test and found out, oh, wait a minute. Hmm. This DNA has a little bit to do with us, but there's some DNA. We don't understand where it came from. Same thing with the people, the, I think it was a professor, a Russian professor, was it Donovan, who discovered the uh, fingertip and the... Uh, in uh, South Asia, the, the Philippines, or in that area, did the DNA trace and found out that, whoa, wait a minute, this isn't exactly human, yet it is human. Then they were able to match that all of us have a percentage of it in us. So somewhere it's theorized that something from somewhere came here and interacted with us. In every culture you can find this, every culture. Uh, you've heard of Handbags of the Gods? Mm -hmm. Many people don't know that the British Library is yep. one. And it's where they have the... And it's on a lot of uh, Egyptian artwork, isn't Egyptian. it? Well, it's, it's all around the it's world. It's all around the world. Mm -hmm. Thousands of years apart, mm -hmm. totally different cultures, yet you see the same depiction of a hand, what appears to be a smartwatch on the hand, mm -hmm. holding a, a bag with the same concept like the Dogon people in, in uh, Africa. The gods came to here, and they interacted with us, and they brought knowledge to us and then depict it with this knowledge being in a handbag, like a, a, a luggage of some sort that they're holding. Uh, the Native American Indians, same thing. In China, the same thing. Mm. Totally thousands of years apart, thousands of miles apart, 
no cultural similarities at all, yet the same theory, the same uh, folklore has persisted. The Dogon people used to draw the star, the, was it the seven sister stars? Mm-hmm. When you on Earth, you'd only see five stars. But for thousands of years, the, the, uh, the rite of passage, as I understand it, was to make a sand drawing with colored sand of the solar system to recount how the, their ancestors were interacted with aliens who came from this star system. And they, show, they showed uh, two stars, one binary star and another star that you can't see from Earth. Surprise, surprise, the Hubble telescope, telescope gets up in the air above the Earth atmosphere, and they find these, these uh, two missing stars, exactly mm. as these people, these so-called primitive people, have designing, designing rather for thousands of years. And pe- the scientists were saying, no, no, no. In Egypt, they stopped the, the, the excavation of this, the Sphinx. They didn't want people to know for some reason what's there. Well, that's what my next question was, was going to be. Why do you think the knowledge is being Power, held control. Back? Um, I didn't think of it, so it can't be true. And a lot of it's religious, too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of religions, uh, were you raised Catholic? No, I wasn't raised re- religious at all. Okay. You may have heard then that mm-hmm. uh, it's said in the Bible that God created man in his image. It doesn't. Surprise, surprise. If you actually, and I've, I've told people I've shared this with, do not believe me. Please don't believe anything I share with you. <laughs> Just look it up. The actual words in the original Aramaic and Hebrew, it says, we, plural, created men in our image. Then it goes on to say that, uh, uh, and we, cre- we created man and women in our image. Now that becomes an interesting thing. One, this says we, mm-hmm. plural. Then it says we created man and women in our image on the first day of Genesis, okay, or whatever day it was. It. Then you go down to Genesis where it talks about Adam and Eve. Now wait a minute, you think, if Adam and Eve were the first people created and Eve was taken out of Adam's rib to create her, how does God say that he created men and women, or the plural gods, men and women, before Adam and Eve were even born. Hmm. Then you think about, okay, in the, the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, it says that, um, was it Cain killed Abel, his brother? Yes. Yeah. He was a naughty guy. Hmm. The parents said, that's shameful. You should not have killed your brother. We're going to send you to the, to the village, to the elders, so you can learn better. Really? Now, if Adam and Eve were the fir- first people, how could they send anyone to the elders for their son to learn? Think about it. Mm. That's in the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah. And if you ask theologians, uh, 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 a mullah, or uh, uh, you know, religious people about this, they'll give you all sorts of explanations. I say, well, I believe what I read in these, these texts. They wrote it as they saw it. And then later comes along, like the Book of Enoch, used to be a very, I don't know if you're familiar with no, no. it. It used to be a very integral part of the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah. Mm-hmm. Enoch was, I think, the great-great-grandson of Noah. At any rate, he was allegedly visited by aliens who took him all around the world in a spaceship and told him different things. And the five books of Enoch talk about uh, humanity and how it interacts with, with, with the other beings. The, uh, uh, in the Bible, especially in the, in, the, in the Torah, it says that Hashim, God, has created 18,000 planets that he oversees. So I'm thinking, hmm, as we read these texts in all three major Abrahamic leg- religions, it says, talks about God, it's master of the universe, of all planets. And yet, we have theologians say, oh, no, no, there's only one planet. Science, science is saying, no, no, we're the only planet. Really? Well, look at your own texts in all three major Abrahamic religions, as well as in the, 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 the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, the, the uh, Sanskrit writings, the writings from uh, um, uh, the Amazon. 
it all says the same story. What's happening here? It's mm. something that we are coming now to, uh, I think because of the internet, the more connectivity, the collective consciousness of awareness that this is there, that mm -hmm. people are starting to ask questions and starting to study and go into it. Just like when the, the, the MIT did the research on the Sanskrit writing on how to make a flying machine, and the darn thing flies in the wind tunnel. It has aerodynamics. Mm. Now, how could that be possible? That's 2,000 years before the plane was even invented. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right about the, the internet has opened up the world. Yeah, it's good. The, the connectivity. For good we, and bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for good and bad. There's some bad sides to it, but there's mm -hmm. also that there is some good sides to yeah. it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I hope that, that kind of like, the, the, I find that the podcast can, can kind of do that, shine a light on some of the good stuff that uh, the internet can be used for. Uh, it's, it's apropos that you use the word shine your light. Mm -hmm. During this evening, the light is coming through is from the window behind you, and it's making a very interesting pattern on your face. Okay. Which I'm going <laughs> to photograph. Grab that this, moment. But it's really interesting because it, it's like the light of knowledge is being shown <laughs> on you. I'll s send you these. You have to send them to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. But, yeah, it's like the, the light is everywhere, and uh, mm. of energy of sorts or whatever. It's funny. When Jazz and I were running around, the, he had this on top of his uh, his lotus pretending to be a UFO detector yes, yeah. running around the streets of London the amount of people that was like wow back to the future <laughs> no no it's not back to the future that's one guy said no, it's here to the here, here to the future yes yeah and uh, so that so that anyone that's listening or watching in so that they understand what your I want to get to kind of like your purpose for for creating something like that is there a purpose is there you've, you've designed this, this there was no work that of was art. totally extemporaneous mm -hmm. and he had asked me because he was the, he did one film that he produced called the real film I don't know if you saw that one or not no no okay I'll, I'll send you the link and he just went around people he started out asking me uh, what we met by a, f a friend of a friend and then later he came knocked on my door and said hey I want to do this video would you mind be, be an interview yeah come on in and then from that we it was a couple of years ago now, and we, we mm. built a friendship. And uh, he did that film, and it was very successful. And he started out asking people what they thought about aliens or robots and all that sort of stuff. Then this morphed into another one. He said, hey, I'm doing this other film now. It's going to be about, because uh, I told him different things that we shared, and he got, with his own creativity, thought of uh, to doing this next film called The uh, Real Encounters. Mm -hmm. And to use the word real as a real of film, Okay. Also, it's a, it's a play on words, yeah, R-E-A-L or R-E-E-L. Mm -hmm. But so a real movie film on UFOs or a real on, on Camden, which, I, again, I sent you that link that mm -hmm. he did. But so he asked me just to make a, a, a small piece. And then for some reason, I got the inspiration from his request, and this, it morphed into this. And then he, he got, it was his idea. He got, well, what if I put this on top of my Lotus? I didn't even know he had one. Mm -hmm. I, I did. <laughs> so, okay. So we did, and it was like stunningly, it was great. Then you saw that he had a friend who was a professional drone flyer, and uh, he works for uh, producers and whatnot. So he had this drone flying on the streets of London just over mm -hmm. him, and it looked like a Hollywood production. <laughs> and he said, well, what do you expect? We had professionals doing it. <laughs> it looked really good, the trailer that he made. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and this does look really, really fascinating as well. Yeah, There's so many elements yeah, to... Yeah, it's disassembled here, this piece, because I'm going to enhance it by putting some... You see that piece there? Right. It, it lights up with the this piece right there. It lights mm -hmm. up. I'm going to have it in front as if it's one of those levers that you control or aliens can touch to make things happen. Because at his premiere, it's going to be set up in the hall, and I wanted to have a little more 
interactiveness so people could touch something and something actually would happen. I told him if, it, if a UFO comes, I'm, hitting the go- <laughs> I'm going the other way. <laughs> I don't want to be taken up again. <laughs> so you say, well, that's interesting. So I, I feel like you've got a no- lot of knowledge within this. So you, you say you don't want to be taken up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever had any kind of... Did counsel? I send you the link called A True Boston Story That Could Not Have Happened? Yes. Did yeah. you read it? I didn't read that one. You no, should have read it. That, was, that would have answered your question. Okay. Are you willing to share any of that? Let's put it this way. I'll share part of this. I sent it to you <laughs> as an encouragement. Okay. Okay. And a lot of stuff I knew that it was information overload. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you. you yes, don't have we to share re- their, doc- don't their re- documents to be. Yeah, don't read it all. It's there. Read yes. it as it comes. Mm-hmm. But it, to respond to your question, uh, when I was a kid, I used to dream as a child that I'm floating out of my body and I wake up afraid because I felt, felt myself above myself and I'd ask mm-hmm. my parents, what the heck's going on? You know, we'll send you to a psychiatrist, son. You know, just okay. You know, something's not quite right with your brain. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was telling that uh, we lived in Boston, Massachusetts, and I was expressing that, you know, these lights fo- follow me around at night, Mom. What, 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 what is that? What are you talking about? She said, well, show me. So we'll go up. There's nothing there. Now, my dad, uh, who I didn't know at the time, was my stepdad. Many years later, I found out. Uh, who were having to get a top secret clearance for some work I was doing for the government. They came to me and said, who are you? Who are your parents? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? That led to another story to be told later. But anyway, okay. happy. but at the time, uh, he, was, uh, he was a good man, but was very much involved with the, the old way of using capital punishment to, like in school, like I, I naturally left-handed. Mm-hmm. But in Boston, if you use your left hand, they considered the hand of the devil for writing. And yes. they used to take a rat hand, a, a, a bamboo st- st- uh, stick, thin, and hit you with it and force you to use your right hand. And so that type of mentality of forced uh, punishment mm-hmm. was prevalent, especially in Massachusetts at the time. Uh, at any rate, um, he was, my younger sister Margie was doing something I don't know what she did or whatever, but he was upset and he was beating her with a with a, uh, a belt. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed his arm and I said, "Stop hitting my sister!" You know. And I said to him, "No real father would do that. You can't hit my sister like that." He picked me up and threw me across the room. I hit the room and slid down the wall like a cartoon character. I can laugh now. And I looked at him mm-hmm. and said, "No father would do that to his child. You shouldn't hit. You shouldn't hit us like that." I just felt that. Little did I know he really wasn't my dad. I found out later, but uh, that's another story. At any rate, uh, uh, he came home. My mother came home. She was working at MIT at the time. She forced me down on my knees in front of him, made me apologize for telling him that what I told him. And oh, son, that happened. As a kid, it happened. All right. A couple of months later, something happened that uh, I did something wrong. He was going to go have a go at me with the belt. And in Massachusetts, they have fire escapes to go up to the roof. And people use them, uh, the old ladies, to hang their laundry out to go up and have afternoon tea and that sort of thing. So trying to avoid being beaten by him, I ran up the fire escape thinking I could hide in, in one of the little corner areas. Mm-hmm. And he caught up to me. And just as he was about to hit me with the this, this strap, this light came over us, huge, huge light. And I looked up, and I felt extremely comfortable. And I said, my friends don't want you to hit me anymore. And I said, hit me or my sister anymore. And uh, he looked up, he dropped the belt, and he ran downstairs. Now, I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. As an adult, I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be your son. The strange thing comes up over you. And you run. And you leave me there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, run. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Mm. But take me too. 
But I felt comfortable, perfectly there. Mm-hmm. The light was there. I remember just humming, and I just felt comfortable. Then it just disappeared. Shoo, just disappeared. From that day on, he never ever hit me or my sisters. And Cheryl, when she was born, they were never. He never used punishment. Flash forward. How do I know this is true? I'm a kid. Maybe I dreamt it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can say that I can say for sure that gives me confidence that this actually did happen was uh, uh, my uh, granddaughter Sierra was born, and she's a couple of months old. And so my uh, daughter uh, uh, Renee, one of my twins, and her husband came uh, to Chicago to introduce us on their way to the Air Force Base where they were stationed. And uh, at the in the kitchen. I said to her, I hope you don't hit my granddaughter because I never hit you, remember? So, you know, and then it just flashed him. I looked at my, my dad and I said to him, wait a minute. Why didn't you ever, why did you stop hitting Margie? And do you remember that incident uh, in Boston? When we, this was in Chicago now. When we lived in Boston and this light came over. And then after that, you never hit us. Why, why did you not hit us anymore? And he got the most stern look on his face, completely, uh, almost petrifying. Don't you ever talk to me again about that. And I thought, okay. It, was, it infected him such that he expressed himself in that way. So mm-hmm. at that moment, I knew that whatever happened, something happened, that he never, ever used corporal punishment on us kids again. Uh, other incidents have happened where I was in Vietnam, and uh, uh, I'd see these lights all the time. I mean, it's crazy. This is impossible. And... Uh, in Da Nang, and uh, I was a squad leader at the time, working in, in the I was uh, in the electronics division, and we had night guard in the section in Da Nang, and something came up and looked at it, and I got this impression that we had to move. I told the guys I was with, get out of here now. I said, Didi Mao, which means leave. Didi Mao, Didi Mao, and they said, what are you crazy? I said, yeah, get out of here. That's an order. About maybe 10, 15 seconds later. Boom, a mortar round hit where we were at. And they said, how did you know? And I said, the light told me. And he said, you are crazy. I said, yeah, <laughs> I know, but the light told me. So, <laughs> so but uh, uh, there was a time, oh, there was a time in uh, Boston, you'll find this in the document I sent you. That's why I called it a true, true Boston story that could not have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, after the incident where my uh, stepdad uh, uh, was frightened, we were at uh, a camp called Cap Hundega, Huntington Avenue Day Camp. Huntington Avenue is the main s- avenue in Boston, and there was YMCA that was on that location, and they had a day camp for kids. So we went out for this uh, day camp adventure which was supposed to last overnight or a couple of days instead of one kid uh, as an adventure. And um, this camp counselor was going to hit me with a belt. And I thought, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> so I ran away. And I wasn't p- allergic to poison ivy. You know, as kids, you say, mm-hmm. hey, will the poison ivy make my skin blister? And I, it didn't on me for some reason. As many people some people don't have a reaction to it. So I hid under these poison ivy bushes thinking they wouldn't find me to beat me with this belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it was a stick he had. And um, I, I went to sleep. When I fell asleep, I imagined um, uh, that I was in a room, a circular room, and then there was other kids of my age, 9, 10 years old, and we're looking at each other, and we looked down into this funnel, and then there was like a hole in the funnel, and you could see the planet Earth rotating. Then around it, there were these these uh, people with the white hoods and they had the typical face that, that, that you would see with a gray and w- we heard I heard I can't say what the other people heard but I heard like this is what you should be doing with your life and I, I didn't understand and then I woke up about 110 miles later 
away. Uh, uh, later, the next morning, 110 miles away from where I was. Mm -hmm. They were looking for me. The police got involved. <clears throat> the camp was in trouble because they thought, oh, my God, the kid got... And I told him what happened. Oh, he's crazy. So, so having had these experiences, I get a sense from these stories, these memories, that you, you, f you are protected in some way, or no. you have a feeling of protection. No, I, f I think, um, according to what I've learned, mm -hmm. that there are those who are working for humanity and those who aren't. Alleged, <coughs> alleged people from other places. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Pardon my cough. And uh, again, being able to tap into this energy that they are much a part of as well, mm -hmm. that uh, there may be instances where intervention is, I wouldn't call it protection, I'd just say intervention um, to maybe invent something, to do something, to be something, that sort of thing. I don't think there's a... a Protection, like uh, not a guardian angel of that sort. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't feel that. I just feel that a guidance, then mm, a guidance, and some of us mm -hmm. are guided. I can't say that I am. I don't only say that what I do with my work is all extemporaneous. It's all spontaneous. Uh, there's no planning. Um, even the things that I've invented when I was working with satellite business systems or with Raytheon data systems, I did the Ford and stuff. Uh, uh, as I say, I got awards for it. I'll send you a copy of the awards I got. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, Little did I know, a lot of it was uh, highly classified. I come out to find later that, oh, I was just a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so what? But uh, there's something happening around the world now mm -hmm. where there's an awakening. You've heard the term. Like I get an interesting thing they say in America, oh, these people are awoke. Well, actually, awoke's a pretty good thing. Mm. You know, it's like you're, you're tuning into some realities of life that you'd be, you'd be kind to your neighbor, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's there. We're tapping into it more and more of being aware. And I think that, that energy, that synergy is building up. And that's why we emphasize again with you sitting here mm -hmm. and with those whom will be watching this podcast that they too might be equally encouraged and they will likewise pass on their encouragement to others. And to accept the fact, because a lot of people think, uh, they ask me, are you going to show anybody how you do your art? Oh, yeah. Aren't you going to charge them? Aren't you afraid they, they'll, they'll take your ideas? I hope they do. <laughs> Like I said, this guy, Oscar, you know, I salute him. <laughs> Far out better than me. Fantastic. Yeah. And I hope he will encourage others. Mm -hmm. <coughs> That's the only way that which we move forward, isn't it? The only mm -hmm. way which we continue. Yeah. And yeah. You, I don't see putting a price tag on it. No, no. Just do it. So moving forward then. So what is, is looking forward? Is there anything that you see in the, the near future for you? Um, You're going to continue doing the work in the way that you do. I'll the just work? do what I do until I'm six foot under, mm -hmm. and um, I, I do that. Um, the only thing I s directively do is look for any opportunity to speak to people like you and to give an encouragement, mm -hmm. because again, what you're doing is very, very important for the global collective consciousness. Extremely important. Have you got any advice for me then at how I continue to, I to just do what I do? Everything I've done mm -hmm. in, in talking to you is that that's the advice. Yes, yeah. Pass it forward. So have you be got aware of it? That's, that's be aware. The, yeah, just be aware. Be be, be awake. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, be awake, but know that it's there. That it's not hocus pocus. It's something that uh, can be experienced, and you know that it's real because if you yourself feel it, or if you can walk. Sometimes you, I don't know if you've done this, but I've done it several times. I'll see someone who I perceive to be aware and I'll say oh you're one aren't you or I said oh you know the knowing and sometimes people go 
what are you nuts? <laughs> I said, yeah. Sometimes, and then on the really good side, some 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 will say, how did you know? I said, it takes one to know one. Then I'll go and never see him again. Mm. So it suggests that that will happen, or maybe it has already happened with you in conversations. And yeah. then that becomes a reinforcer for that person to again reinforce it with someone else to a domino effect on and on and on. Brilliant, wonderful. Mm. Well, I really appreciate meeting you and inviting me into your into your studio, into your home. My honor. Um, I, I, like I said, I'll, I'll share your your artwork uh, with the podcast. Uh, all the links will be below on the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, thanks again, Vincent. Good. You're welcome. So I really do appreciate this. Today. Likewise. Thank you. Likewise. I'll wrap this up now. Unless there was anything else you'd like to to add, any parting words that you've you've given loads of wisdom today. No, no. But any oh, one thing I did. Parting I, I, words. I send this link, and if you can use it in some constructive way. Okay. It's not my my link. I was walking down Camden High Street, and uh, I saw this guy, real tall, muscular black guy, mm-hmm. uh, and this real skinny, frail white guy. And the, the black guy was saying to the guy, give me a hug, give me a hug. And yes. the, the, black guy, the, the white guy was like cowering. And I just happened to be walking by and I thought, oh God, this guy's going to be, how can, I, how can I defuse this? And I said, I'm from Chicago, I'll give you a hug. So I winked up and gave him a big hug. That responded and got over about a half a million hits. I've, I have seen. I have, have seen. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you did share that one with me. <laughs> so if there's, if you can use that, I don't know if you technically can link into that or not, because I've got like thousands and thousands of requests, but I haven't followed through on it. Mm-hmm. So if there's some way that you can constructively link that in and use it, you know, please do. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks cool. once again, You're Vincent. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Anything you leave behind will become artwork. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I'll be very careful. I'll mark it all off as I um, oh, as I put it in the bag. Yeah, I'll yeah. make sure I've got every lead. And <laughs> no, I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, the the wisdom and knowledge that you shared has been has been great. Really, it's been brilliant for what I'm trying. What I'm, you can, I think you can see what I'm trying to achieve oh, with yeah. this. Can't I saw you? before you came. Yeah, yeah, um, and and amazing for me as well. The journey that I've been on to now meet you. Right. To, you've been to Cyber Dog as a kid, haven't you? I have, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I, so I I'm sorry, very I didn't mean to corrupt your mind. That, no, well, <laughs> I was, I was, I was a huge sci-fi fan as a child. Yeah. As a child, I was very much into Star Trek, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I couldn't read, so I wasn't at school. I was struggling. I wasn't getting any knowledge from school. I was getting all my information from Star Trek, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and anything sci-fi yeah. and comic books as well. And yeah, and then to go to places like Cyber Dog and be like oh there's real world art you know stuff going on you um, know it was being made by another dyslexic y- yeah yeah not yeah well not knowing that or understanding yeah. that so um again i didn't know what i was doing i was just doing the art mm-hmm. as i said my 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 ex-partner um uh, she and her sister left this note you know things i didn't even know that things to be known mm. in fact for, uh, for the last couple of days i was thinking i was going to send her a note to say hey w- what you wrote i have a copy of the Things she she wrote for me, and uh, send it to her and say, you know, I didn't know that there were things to be known, but yes. you know, and that's why she, she and her sister tapped into that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That I had not a clue the the, the pragmatic applications as such. And what um, I'm finding from that, as you start to realize there's something to be known, mm. is you realize how little you do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once you get to that point, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Um, it's like whoa. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, you know nothing. You realize you know nothing. <laughs> but then again, uh, look at the Hubble, the, the James Webb Telescope. Mm-hmm. We thought we knew that it was a Big Bang Theory. Now the suggestion is, 
and not so quite fast. The Big Bang didn't happen like it happens because with the Hubble, the James Webb telescope is seeing is stuff out there that mm. shouldn't be there. If there were a Big Bang, there's something else going else on. Else going on, yeah. There. Especially when they're looking at, a, I think another one of the other galaxies is looking at is like twice as big as ours. Mm -hmm. So it, it couldn't be bigger. It could be smaller than ours and expanding, but not bigger. Yeah, because the Big Bang started from zero and, and expanded out. So if it expanded out, it's like Adam and Eve with with uh, with their son. You know, like uh, they could not have uh, elders to send Abel because he did, did a bad thing by killing a Cain killing Abel. So something is, else is out there, and we're tapping into it. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is all part of the process. Yes, yeah, and, part and all, of the discovery. Yeah, and all of the all of the, the uh, religions have t taught in, in ways of life. Mm -hmm. Buddhism is not a religion; it's a way of life, but. Um, that uh, whatever it was there is going to come back to us. Mm -hmm. It could be a Messiah, it could be uh, Yahweh, it could be whatever people choose to call it. But uh, something is coming back and maybe it has never really left. Mm -hmm. It's been watching us. That's why this, why this, is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why this is important to share. Sure. That was the BTS Creative Academy podcast, Uncut. I appreciate you joining us for this conversation. If you'd like to find out more, just search BTS Creative Academy. And to make sure you stay up to date, don't forget 